Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. This article is called Hawks Good at Turnovers but Can Do Better. This is from August 30th, 2022, and I'll add a link into the show notes. We know how important turnover margin is to winning in football, and the Hawks have been really good at it over the past few years. I showed the data going back to 2015 when they were 8th with a plus 0.9 margin. In 2016, they're 29th with a 0.5 margin, then 26th, then 10th, then 17th, then 6th, then 5th in the nation. And are averaging around 0.5 to 1.1 turnover margin, which is good. Most of the success is from interceptions, where Iowa has ranked very highly over these same years. Starting in 2015, they were 7th. 2016 is an anomaly. They're 89th. Then 2017, they were 2nd. 2018, they were 3rd. 2019, they were 34th. A little bit of dip. 2020, they were 11th. And last year, 2021, they were 1st in the, in the nation at 1.8 interceptions per game. However, that doesn't mean Iowa can rest on its past success. Continuous improvement is the key, and a breakdown of the 2021 season can provide insights on what they are doing well or need to maintain and where there may be more opportunities. As an example, I found all the turnovers on YouTube, the ones given up and caused from the 2021 season, and I categorized each as best as I could. This is similar to what I do in business consulting, where we look at errors or mistakes and put them into categories. So here's a summary of the turnover data along with my categorization. And you can click a link to each of the turnovers so you can watch them yourself and see if I categorized them the same way you would. And that's something that comes up in a lot of the work I do is someone needs to take a shot at doing this categorization, but it should be reviewed and looked over as a team so that everybody can agree and come up with some common definitions for that. That is a one one area I always dig into is how do we know these categorizations are correct? That's part of your data quality. So you want to make sure that those categories make sense. You don't just blindly say, oh, someone categorized these and we're just going to go with that because they may be done inconsistently or incorrectly. Or someone says, I would have called it this and someone says, I would have called it that. That's all part of an attribute gauge R&R study. We're not going to get into that today. Anyways, it's very important that categorization is done consistently. Once the categorization is complete, then we can create a Pareto chart. Iowa gave up 11 interceptions last year, identified four as bounce off receiver, three anticipated pass from the quarterback, and then one for each of the remaining, deflected by player, overthrown ball, unforced, and forced pass into coverage. Bounce off receiver and anticipated pass from quarterback are the top two reasons why the Iowa offense gave up an interception. If they focus on those two reasons, the key would be to have the quarterback practice keeping the ball under the chin of the receiver during practice or something like that, and making sure the quarterback is looking off the defenders so they don't track the quarterback's eyes and anticipate the throw. I'm not an expert on practice for quarterbacks, but something like that would need to be translated into the practice to reinforce these types of positive behaviors or avoiding these types of mistakes. Now for the interceptions caused by the Iowa defense, they forced 25 interceptions last year. Number one category uh, was tied, two of them tied at five, uh, quantity of four, anticipated pass from quarterback, bounced off receiver or overthrown ball, 
and then two were under the category of deflected by player, and one was unforced. So what's working well for the Iowa defense in causing interceptions is underthrown ball and forced pass into coverage. The defensive schemes and practice routines are leading to these types of interceptions, so they need to make sure not to let up on that. What we can learn from this data is that deflected by player and unforced are not generating many interceptions, so more time at practice could be spent on linemen getting their hands up during pass plays and looking at new schemes to force poor passes by the opposing quarterback. Now, there may be other categories not listed that also you might look at to say, why aren't we doing more of that? Now, let's take a look at fumbles. So for fumbles given up, Iowa gave up eight fumbles, which is good. Um, over the whole last season, they played uh, 14 games. There were three categories that had two each. One was someone made contact with the ball and forced it out. Two of them were also were unforced so that, you know, maybe it fell out of their hands or it slipped out. And two were stripped during the tackle. And then one each for a muff punt. And then one was a quarterback got it stripped. So fumbles given up by the Iowa offense come from a variety of reasons. And there weren't that many, only eight last year. So I would conclude that they're doing a good job of not fumbling. We can also slice and dice the data in other ways, such as breakdown by player. And that's another comment I always like to make about Pareto charts is here we're using the category as the Pareto chart, but it doesn't have to be that category. We can try lots of other uh, information in our category. It could be home versus away games. It could be by player, which I'm going to talk about here. It could even be conference games versus non-conference games. So you can change the categories any way you want. So you can look at any factors you want and slice and dice it. And I recommend that for Pareto charts. So breaking it down by player, we see that there are three fumbles from Ivory Kelly Martin, which is one of the running backs, two from Tyler Goodson, the other running back, one from Spencer Petrus, quarterback, one from Max Cooper and Nico Regani, both wide receivers. Two of Kelly Martin's fumbles occurred early in the season, and his playing time suffered a great amount as a result. It's obvious that Kirk Ferentz values ball possession and playing time for players that fumble is one way he tries to minimize that. Now, for fumbles caused, Iowa, the Iowa defense only caused six fumbles over 14 games. Four of them I categorized as unforced, where the other team just kind of uh, gave it to them without them intervening. And two were caused by contact with the ball. So the Iowa defense only caused six fumbles in 2021, which means there's a lot of room for improvement. Four of those fumbles I categorized as unforced, which is hard to plan for. There may be other causes for those fumbles but these are not really a result of the defensive scheme or any individual effort. So you could say that only two fumbles were really caused by the defense all season. Therefore, the biggest opportunity for Iowa to improve its turnover margin is to force more fumbles, since it's unrealistic to think that they can force more interceptions. A focus in practice should be to make more contact with the ball once the player has been held up and tackled. And I don't remember seeing that happen very much watching those games. No one seems to be trying to jar the ball loose or trying to strip or rip the ball from the runner. We're also not seeing many attempts to strip the ball and cause the quarterback to fumble during pass rushes. Those could be emphasized more during practice and given as a reminder during the game. The defense has been very good over these years, someone to consider excellent, and they do a great job with form tackling, but a little more effort on trying to cause a fumble could have huge benefits. So that's a summary of my article. So, but I. I hope you take away the bigger message is as you're trying to make improvements, one thing you need to do is take a look at all the uh, 
opportunities and things that you'd like to improve upon, either increasing the number of occurrences of these events or reducing the number of these occurrences if they're bad things. And categorization is the first thing you'll want to do. And so you want to go through and if you don't already have some categories, try to assign those and make those from the data. And do that with the team so that it's not just an individual. But I like to take a shot at it first as an individual, if I'm familiar with this process. And then have the team review it and look it over. Or you could have people independently do that and then come together and see how they categorized it. So I hope you found that helpful, not just from a sports example, but um, just as in general and how you deal with data and how to improve. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms, along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods, and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.